Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. And welcome our father, our pastor, Bishop Daniel Harley. Let us pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together. Speak to us in a way that will understand. Holy Spirit, help us as we go through your word to grow closer and closer to you and to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Wonderful. Please sit down. And if you give me a little volume, it'll be better. All right. Okay, it's good to see you, good to see you, good to see you, good to see you. Wow. A lot of people thought I wasn't coming. But I came. Have faith in God, ne? Okay. I told you I'll come. I forced. Amen. Okay, those of you who have joined us from Marysburg, you are welcome. <laughs> It's good to have you this side. Amen. Those of you also joining us online, it's good to have you online. I pray that God's word will reach you. Amen. Amen. We are online so that those of you who have gone home will not be cut off. Even if you are home for two months, you are still part of what is going on. You have an idea what we are talking about and what we are feeding on so that we can all grow together. Amen. Wonderful. I want to continue on what I was sharing with you um, last week, last two. Today is the third or the fourth installment. Ne? Three, four, four. Okay, episode four, season one. Or season one, episode four. On being a strong Christian. And I'm saying one of the things, one of the ways you know a strong Christian is a Christian who is steadfast. Okay? When somebody is steadfast, you know that they are strong. It means that being steadfast means that they don't give up their position. They don't give up their place. You can't remove them from their place. Then you know they are strong. We know you are strong when you cannot be removed from where you're, the good place you are in. But if you are in a good place and somebody comes, they just push you away. Then you are really not strong. Is that not the case? Yeah. So I explain being steadfast as one, the ability to stay on course. You stay on course. You stay where you are and you keep moving towards your goal. I also explain being steadfast as the ability to come back on course when you go off course. Do you get it? The way life is, sometimes life happens. Things happen that blow you off course. But when you are strong enough to come back on course, we know you are steadfast by which we say you are a strong Christian. Because it takes strength to come back. Hallelujah. If you have been in the church for some time, you know that if you are in church and you make a mistake, you need strength to come back on course. A good example is the prodigal son. 
He was in his father's house. He made a mistake. He left his father's house. He went to destroy his life. Then he realized that he was making a mistake. Many Christians get to that point where they realize that they are making a mistake. However, the strength it takes, the emotional strength it takes, the spiritual strength it takes, the physical strength it takes to just even come back and say, I'm sorry. Many people can't do it. A lot of people are not even humble enough to say, they know they are wrong. They know they did the wrong thing. They know they went the, they went the wrong way. But to come back again and say, look, I was wrong. I've come back to the right way. Many people can't do it. And it takes a lot of spiritual strength to get that done. So when you, are, you go off course and you are able to come back on course, we say you are steadfast. By that we know that you are strong. May you be a strong Christian. May you be a steadfast Christian in the name of Jesus. So we started look at, looking at how to be a steadfast Christian. Amen. How to stay on course. Tell your neighbor today we are looking at how to stay on course. Okay, we said number one, stay on course by not loving this world. Is that not so? By not loving this world. And I said, anything you love, we are not going to go deep into it because we want to move forward. Anything that you love, you gravitate towards it. Amen. Amen. What do I mean? You, you move towards it because you love it. Hallelujah. Anything you love, because love is something that is from the heart. Do you see it? And your heart goes towards what it likes. You can't control it much. The Bible says the heart, of the, the heart is wicked above all things. Who can tell it? So right now, you'll be surprised. Even in poor, you don't know what is in your heart. You can't tell. Jess, you can't tell what is in your heart. It's good to see you. You can't tell what is in your heart. You think that this is what is in your heart, but what is actually in your heart, you can't tell it. You see, which means you don't, you, number one, you don't know what your heart will go after, and number two, you don't have much control over what is in your heart. Let me ask you a question. Those of you have been in love before or claim you have been in love before, Or let me put it this way. Those of you who have been in love more than once, supposedly been in love more than once. This, uh, yes, you love for Chelsea. Yeah, no problem. More than once. You can tell that the first time you were in love, you said you were in love. You thought you were in love. Do you see? You thought that this is it. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I'm set. But how come you are not in that love anymore? Now you are in a new love. Mbali. Can you understand? How come you are in a new love? Mandisa. New love. Where did you get it from? Adile, let's be serious. Where did you get this new one from? But originally you said you were in love. Look, come along with me. I know all of you. All of you have been in that situation before. Let's discuss it together. Okay. Yeah, all of you have been. It's only Joel who has not been in that situation before. Do you see? But the rest of us, we have been in that situation before where you say, look, nod your head if you, are, you understand what I'm talking about. You can relate with it. 
But the same way you said you were in love, suddenly you are not in love anymore. You are in another love. That's how the heart is. You can't, the heart is like something you can't trust. You can't make a promise on it. Say, me, I will do this. No, no, no. You are dealing with the heart. No, 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 you can't. Because you don't know it. As soon as it finds something else, it will leave the one that you were going around making a bet over swearing and not even swearing as in saying evil, but making a vow that, look, hey, hey, God says we shouldn't swear, but look, hmm, oh no, I, I mean, no, there's no way. You, that, the same one that he said no way, it has gone somewhere else. That's how it is. Do you see? So God says that because you know that this is how the heart is, don't give it to the world. Because if you give it to the world, it will lead you to do the thing that you don't want to do. Amen. It will lead you to do the thing that you don't want to do. So just love God and the things of God. So that you know that when the heart, the heart is going to do what you are not expecting it to do, it will do the right things. Amen. Amen. Because the heart will always go to what it loves. So if you can let the heart love God, the things of God, it will always pull you to the right place. I feel that you follow your heart. I can simply say that human beings, we follow our heart. So where your heart goes. So I give a very important relationship advice. Never fall in love with the wrong person or at the wrong time. Because as soon as you do, no amount of talking to you will change you. Even the person who's trying to help you will now become your enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Even if I try to advise you, I will become your enemy. I mean, Billy, I've looked after you since you were a little child. Today you come to university, you have an index number, a student's number. Who can believe that from primary school, when you didn't know anything, primary school, you are only doing coloring and numbers and alphabets all the way to university. Now you've become a lady. Everybody's looking at you. Everything is well. If somebody says, one day you will say, Bishop is my enemy. You will say, oh, Tofia Kwan, never. Never, ever. Thank you very much. But if you don't let your heart follow the right thing, one day when you let your heart follow the wrong thing and I try to advise you, you will see me as the enemy because the heart has gone to the right thing, the wrong thing. You, you, you get it. That's why, so the battle is making sure that your heart is in the right thing, which is God. Amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. <laughs> Number two, we said don't last. Don't last after the things of the world. Don't last after the things of the world. Bishop, I thought you just talked about loving the world. Now you are talking about lasting after the things of the world. Now, what is love, love and lust are two different things. Lust refers to liking something in a wrong way. Or liking something in a way that 
is beyond your control. That's last. So anything you last after. And the world has things. And sometimes many Christians feel that as because I'm a Christian, I'm missing out on this. I'm missing out on that. Young people feel that they are missing out on sex. That God doesn't want them to have sex. Do you see it? God is against, against us having sex. Yes, God doesn't want you to have sex at this your age because it's not good for you. It only leads to, it leads to hurts, bitterness, and everything. That's why God created it for a particular setting, which is the marriage setting. Which is the marriage setting because it takes more commitment to marry. So when somebody marries you, they've committed themselves to you well enough that chances of you being hurt is slimmer. Yes, people get hurt in marriage. But compare it to relationships and to flings or just hit and runs, smash and grabs. Half and pop. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's okay, please, you take it and go and sit down with it or else you fall again. Today, I want to talk about two things quickly in the next 30 minutes and then we, we, we go. Be, develop steadfastness by having proper, a proper respect for judgment. Develop steadfastness by having a proper respect for judgment. Second Corinthians chapter 5, we read verse 10. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that every man, everyone may receive the things done in his body according to to that he had done, whether it be good or bad, knowing this verse 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Bible says that everybody, every single one of us will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Paul said, it is appointed unto man once to die. After that, judgment. The judgment. We have one appointment we have to keep. Straight after you die, there's a court session. As soon as you die, there's a court session with the judge and everything. It is appointed unto man, Hebrews, once to die. After that, we come to face judgment. Christians are blind to the reality that God is coming to judge us. We close our eyes that, oh, God is merciful, he'll forgive us. God is merciful. He'll for- God is coming to judge us one day. Everything we do, and the Bible says, uh-huh, there it's Hebrews 9, 27. It is, uh, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. As soon as you die, the next major event is judgment. And this appointment is more, con- it's a confirmed appointment. It's not like maybe, no, 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 no. Everybody will come. Be confirmed appointment. Every Christian will face judgment. Every Christian will face judgment. 
we will appear before God, and God will judge us. And when, he, when, 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 when God is judging us, everything will be revealed. There's nothing. You see, when your parents are, 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 are the judge, there's not everything they know. Yeah, there, there are many. Look, somebody said that the reason <laughs> the pandemic revealed so much to all of us Many parents will say, oh, I want time off to spend with my children. I want time off to stay at home. I want time of this, this, to do this. Then, booyah, the pandemic came. Then we all got a chance. That's when we realized that we don't like staying with our children at all. We say, I want to stay with my child because you just know about 10% of your children. Yeah, you know them 10%. Now that they give you the full 100%, oh, first month is nice. We are at home. I'm resting. I'm doing this. By the second month, you are starting, look, when will the school open? The children should go back. We are too much. The teachers are not doing their jobs, and we are paying them. I don't like this online studies. They should go back. So the, your parents know only a, a, a percentage of you. So when they are judging what you did last Thursday, this just part, when was the date? What was the date? Thursday, this Thursday, 24th. 24th, what, what you did 24th, around 8 p.m. Your parents don't know. 8.37 to be exact. Your parents don't know. But God knows. And God sees. Bible says, and the books were open. Revelations 20. The books were open. And other books were open. And the people were judged out of the things written in this book. So, God is sitting in heaven writing everything that you are doing. But he's writing everything from the things you do, the things you didn't do, the things you thought about. Everything. Can you imagine? Not even just your, but your thoughts. He's writing everything down. Yes. Writing it down. So that day when you appear, it will be open. And, and it will take it, you think it will take it one year at a time. No, day by day, second, minute by minute, hour by hour, second by have you watched this series 24? Uh-huh. They will tell you the following takes place between something 0800 hours and between 8 a.m. and 9 p.m. Events occur in real time. Yeah, like that. So every minute. That's the judgment we are preparing for. Do you see it? That's, that's actually it. And there'll be nothing. You can't come and start to Sometimes when they call us for things, we will lie. So this didn't happen. Oh, this is not what happened. This is not how it happened. This happened. This happened. No, that place, you can't say that's not how it happened. All the evidence is present with us. Hey! How many of you are scared? Me, when I think about it, I become scared too. Because it's like, look, the details are too many. Yeah, the details are too many. Why don't we just, oh God, just forget about 2004. Let's start from 2005. No, we are starting from the beginning. Some of you, when you were children, you were biting people. It will all come up. <laughs> Even that one. Your mother is trying to give you breast milk, then you have beaten your mother. 
it will come up. Ah. When I look at some of your teeth, you look like we are beating people. Ah, yeah. you, you go to crash, you start biting people. One day I went to a crash, I saw a little boy. He was going to bite another, an older boy. I looked at him, I said, look, the guy you are biting, he can beat you. Full low, he was biting. All of it will come up. All the lies we have told will come up. All the wrong things we have done, they will all come up. Look, you thought, oh, it wasn't something serious. It will come up. I said, the books were open. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. You would think that the books were open. Said, and another book was open. <laughs> well, after all the books were open, there was another book also. Hey! Just when I thought the books are finished, there's another book. Said, another book was also open. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the book according to their works. It means according to the things that we did. Hey, God has books that he's writing everything in for judgment. Do you see? Now, how is that connected with steadfastness? When you have a respect that judgment, you have your eye on, on the fact that judgment is coming. You behave yourself properly. Yeah, that's what, and, and that mind keeps you. You see something, it looks nice, but you know that judgment is coming. So you say, yes, you look enticing, look nice. The way you are calling me, I feel special. It makes my heart warm up. The way you smiled at me, and you say, hey, wozala. <laughs> oh, but judgment is coming, so I will not woza any la. I will not woza any la. There's a judgment coming, so I will not come. Yeah. Hallelujah. When you go to school, students who think about exams all the time, always do well. As compared to the students who are not thinking about exams, they just come, they are chilling, watching soccer, watching Netflix, doing all kinds of things, just going around. Then suddenly, they hear that they are writing tomorrow. Then they say, no, 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 no. Bishop, we are writing on Monday. I can't come to church on Sunday. I need to study everything that we are, I'm going to write. Meanwhile, what you have been given, it takes, it will take you about six weeks to study it. So you do everything that night, you still can't pass enough. This is the reason why people scrape through school. It's like you are just a survivor, survivor in the school. But those who have their mind constantly on exams, they are studying all the time. I always advise my students, study all the time. We are not here school. We are not in school to joke. Study all the time. Very few of them listen. So you see the same people struggling, struggling. Small, you are just doing four models. You have failed two already. Hey, so how are you doing the school? You have failed two already. You just came to first year. Look, do you know the easiest year in the university? First year. 
Do you want to know the second easiest year? Second year. You should have known by now. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know the third easiest year in school? Final year. Not third year. Third year is usually the most difficult in any first degree. That's if your, your program is a four-year program. Intermediary is the most difficult of them all. Of course, advance is also difficult. In fact, in terms of material, advance is more difficult than intermediary. But by the time you get to advance, you have mastered all the lecturers, everything. You know that this lecturer, what he likes is for you to write exactly what is in the book. So if you go, you just repeat what is in the book. Then you know that this lecturer, if you write what is in the book, he will fail you. So you have to read what is in the book and then you write it in your opinion. You know what? They, I, had, I had a lecturer. He always had a, um, apart from the textbook, he had a, um, what do you call it? Memorandum. Is that what it is? No, it's like a book that he himself has written. Something like a study guide. So he's gone, he's taking the um, textbook and he's written it in his way. If you don't buy it, you'll fail. No matter how hard you work, you will fail. And every time the exam has a question that you cannot answer. No. You can't answer it. You know when you fail students, then they will kind of say, we are going for remarking, we are going to do this, we are taking the lecturer to court and everything. So he will put a question that you can't answer it. If you go for remarking, when they mark, you will still fail. When they finish marking the thing, they will say that the lecturer, he, he was nicer to you because he failed you with 48. He should have failed you with 42. I'm telling you, even if you bring your mother to come and mark it, you will see you've gotten 37. <laughs> He's smart, I'm telling you. And when you pass, you will never take him, I'm, I've passed, I've gotten 84. I'm going for remarking. Never. Remarking to get what? To fail. No. And you, you know that you met that question that you could. You are so blank. Everything you are writing, you are not sure what it is, what it is not. He knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you get to that level, you know that this person, look, you did his course in first year. You wanted to prove that you are macho. You didn't buy his book. And you struggled just to pass through 50.1. So by the time you get to final year, you have learned common sense. The first thing you do when you get to this, even before you register for his course, you go and buy the book. <laughs> Look, if you are, even if you are not going to use it, you have bought it. Because anytime you buy it, you, they write your name. So you can't say, yeah, you can't say that. Okay, my big brother did this course last year, so I've taken... No, 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 no. When you buy, they write your name with your index number. You buy, and you buy directly from him. So once you buy the book, you are somewhere towards passing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You just make a little effort, you have passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, there's nobody on his list that fails. But if you are not on the list, pray about it. Oh, yeah. Pray about it. Assignment, you bring a question, nobody can answer it. In addition to the questions you can answer. So you don't go into the exam having school. Let's say if your um, assignment, the max you are supposed to get is 40, 
you are going into the exam with 38, 37. No, everybody who's going to the exam is somewhere around uh, 21, 22. Borderline, he's setting you up ready so that you can, if he fails you, you don't have any argument. That's how it is. But I'm saying that people who are consistently thinking about the exam are always studying. Likewise, Christians who are constantly thinking about the judgment of God have a respect for judgment. That God is coming to judge us. You always watch your actions. But if you think that, oh, God is not coming to judge us, you do anything that you like. No. And then when you believe a lot of this, God is merciful, God. And God is merciful. Look, judgment is part of God's mercy. Judgment is... Sometimes some things happen. God lets you face some of the consequences of your actions so that you can change. If he never let you face them, you will never change. Sometimes it's an act of mercy as you are on this earth. God just shows you mercy. So you face some of the... You say, hey, life is not like that. Let me change. Then you change. So you were lying, getting away with... Life. Then God leaves. One of the times you lie, he doesn't save you from it. Then the issue comes big. Then you say, hey, lie. I will never lie again. Then you stop lying. Yeah. One day my children did something. I mean, I wasn't happy. I bought them a new, you see, three choir or four choir or whatever, that big book. I let them write lines till the book was full. Yeah. Oh, yes. I remember. You see the, the big one, not the small one, the big one. Every evening they come from school, from like they come back from school from five. They write down till ten o'clock. No television, nothing. Write down the book is not getting full. Yeah, write, write, write. Even when they are asleep, you see they are they are dreaming about writing their lines. I was so angry. I've never been angry at my children like that before. For two weeks they were writing. Yes, the book must finish. I bought it. I went to the shop myself to buy the book. I looked for the thickest and the biggest one. So one for write your name on it. You to write your. Then they started to write lines. Yeah. Up from that time up to it has look that that demonic spirit has never occurred to them before. It came, I cast the devil out of them. You are surprised. Yeah. Yeah, you right. You said the law says I can't beat you. Beating is your, your, your uh, that would have been a holiday for you. I said, look, two weeks, three weeks, they were still writing. That's the only thing they do. Apart from, apart from going to school, and going to church. The only thing they would do was write. I saw one Sunday we are going to one and I was taking his book with him. Finish church, he's going to sit at the back and be writing. Don't even want to see you smiling. Write. You take a break to eat, then you come back. Hey, Bishop is very wicked. Try God. Yeah. 
Look, some of the things, some of the bad things, if your parents are taking you through this, you would have changed by now. You would see that, ah, my parents have been very good to me. I would have changed long ago. Now it's become a chronic problem with you. You can't let it go. Every day, the slightest pressure, you move into that thing. But when your mind is on judgment, you know that, look, if I make this mistake, I'm going to write lines in a three quarter, the biggest square book. No, I won't do it. Mm, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, that's how it is. So keep your mind on judgment. Let you have a proper, you see, not, not that just know that there's judgment, but have a proper respect for it. Have a proper respect for it. Sometimes we know things, but we don't have a respect for it. Today I saw people making an arg- argument about pit bulls. Yeah, whether we should ban pit bulls as a domestic pet or this, or all those things. I said, hey. As I was watching, I said, look, we must have a proper respect for that dog. Mm-hmm. That dog, apart from the strength and everything, it eats its own. Like it can, the dog can eat another pit bull. When they start to fight, they fight till one dies. And eat the pit bull up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once it grabs like that, it won't let it go again until it tears off. One lady was describing her experience. Um, the, there was a domestic worker who works for them, comes once a week to work for them. So she was inside the house when she heard a shout outside. So she rushed outside. And she saw that the dog was attacking the domestic worker and had pushed the domestic worker to, had cornered the domestic worker at the gate. So she pressed the remote for the gate to open so that the, the domestic worker can escape. When the gate opened and the domestic worker escaped, the dog turned around and came to bite off her arm. Came to attack um, the owner. And it eats its own kind. eats its owners. eats teeth. It eats everything. It came, yeah. It took, it, you see, even your arm is not solid. It's not meat. This is bones. Took off the arm. Boom, from there. This is a starter, yeah. <laughs> this one's a starter. Took it off. Yeah. Such a dog, yes. When if, if thieves come to your house, this dog uh, look. And the woman said, How did they get the, the dog off? They shot the dog three times before the dog. L- but by the time the dog was letting go, it had the arm with it. Three times, so they shot the dog one, pa! He's still not. Yeah, 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 yeah ready to finish this one and turn to the person who shot three times before it lost its strength. Yeah. So you have to have a proper... Some people play with snakes. Snakes. Have a proper respect for a snake. A snake is a snake. 
I mean, even me, dogs, I go and say, so this dog doesn't bite. I ask, what does he use his teeth for? <laughs> it doesn't bite. So the teeth in his mouth, what does he use it for? He, the only thing he knows how to do is to bite. Yeah. yeah. That's all he knows how to do, to bite. So you'll be there, you see the dog. I, I know so many people whose dogs have bitten them, bitten their children. You have a snake. It's like I'm, it's the snake is my pet. I read a story one day, somebody had a python. And usually, that mean, was with the python. Then it got to a point, every night the python will wrap itself around the person. Wrap itself around the person. And then... The person was worried, so she wrote to ask a, 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 a vet, a, vet, a veterinarian, that what does this mean? Then the veterinarian said, oh, no, 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 the, the python is preparing to swallow you. So it's measuring you if you are the right size. So it doesn't want to say, and then you are stuck. So it's, seeing, it's looking at its size and your size to see if you will fit. That's why every day you wrap yourself to measure. Once you re- it reaches the right size, it will just strangulate you like that and swallow you. Yeah. Well, that's the person's pet. So you, as you are feeding it, it's seeing, it's every, it's, every day it's, it's one day. Just telling yourself one day. One day is one day. I'll deal with this, my owner. i deal with this, my owner. Say, oh, you are bigger than me, okay. I need one month more of eating. So I'm measuring Look, one day, there's this guy who has been doing this circus with a lion. A lion. And um, one day, the lion ate the owner. Bit the owner and chewed the owner. Later on, they found out that the lion had a toothache. And it was trying to tell the owner that he had a toothache. Now, if your tooth is aching, brush your teeth. Is that how to say that my tooth is aching? Hey, at the owner. So sometimes I see people play with animals. We were, we were in Kenya. We are in Kenya. You'll be in Kenya one day. We were in Kenya with the prophet and we were at a place called, where, where, we call, where they call the Maasai Mara. If you just go on Google, where the Maasai people are. So there was a lodge there called the Maasai Mara. We were there for a camp. That's the camp, the privilege. Yeah, that's that camp. They told us, here, don't be moving in the night. You see, like when we go for camps, those of you have gone for camps, for sometimes we can be in a session till 1 a.m., 2 a.m., then we close, then we come early, 5 a.m., 4 a.m., like any time is, and that's the reason for the camp. It's like time stops. Do you see it? They told us, no, here, you can't do that. At this time, you must go to your room. At this time, you can't come before this, like you can't come this type of 5 a.m. No, you can come back after 6. By 9, 10 latest, everybody should be in their room. So we asked why. They said, oh, in this resort, there's a, a leopard. 
He's the resident leopard. If you have listened to that camp before, you hear the resident leopard. It's like he lives in the camp. So if you are moving in the evening, and where there are the lions and things, so in the night when you open, you try to look outside, you see the Maasai people, they are standing outside. Yeah, they, they are able to control the animal. But you, it will eat you. So they told us, don't try to be a hero. You have come to the place. It's a camp. It looks like a, a, a very beautiful place, romantic place. So, so you have seen some girl who has come from some other branch. You say, oh, this is my chance to be lavedos. Do you see it? So we have closed the session. You have come to take Mbali. Come, come with your long nails. Wow. Hey. Bring the other one. Let's see. Hey. So you have come to take this girl. We are going on a walk. Wow. A, a leopard will come and take you. You will be shocked that the leopard has also seen her and is planning to take her for a walk. And you are the hindrance. Yeah, so if you come during the camp, you want to say anything, you say your everything to Bali, you finish. When we share the grace, amen. Go to your house and go to my rest. <laughs> Simple. Well, I'll see you in the morning, okay? <laughs> but don't say that. I'm waiting when Bishop closes after the session in the night. We'll be walking. We'll go and sit by the pool. And then we say, no, no, no. They say, here, yeah, we don't do that. We don't do that here. And in the night, when, and we sleep in, in that camp, we sleep in tents. Yeah, the rooms are tents. No, not brick, tents. I'm telling you, the, 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 the fright is part of the, the experience. So you are, you, look, it's almost like, look, if the leopard comes outside, he can rip your knee, your tete. I'm telling you. And when you are in your room in the night, you can hear the, 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 the sounds of the animal. It's in the, it's in the jungle, thick jungle. The, the sounds of the animal. Oh, hey, you don't know whether it's a fox, it's a lion. <laughs> but if you don't, then they told us a Chinese man came here with his family. When they were leaving, when they had finished their stay here and they were leaving, instead the front where they are supposed to be to live. They were taking pictures. Take, so, so let's go and take a picture here. Let's go. As they were taking pictures, a leopard came and it just came to grab their child and it went away. Up to today, there's no child. It came to grab the child and went away. So you have come from South Africa and they tell you, oh, but you know the animals we have in South Africa. We have the big five. We have the buffalo. What are the big five? The buffalo, the elephant, the lion, the rhino, and the cheetah. Not the giraffe. We have them. We have giraffes. We have zebras. We have uh, impalas. We have everything. We have paris. All these people, we have them here. All these wild animals, we have them here. 
Yeah, we have a liger, which is a lion and a tiger crossbreed. Wow. So me, I don't fear these things. No problem. <laughs> you don't fear these things. You'll be there. You will see that you have gone to meet your grandparents, your ancestors, and they'll be asking you, why have you come before your time? So, why are you so early? We have not finished. you get to heaven. Peter will tell you that, ah, we have not finished building your, your mansion. Why have you come here now? Where are you going to sleep? Look at the problem you are bringing to heaven. Sleep in the tent. Then you say, oh no, I was sleeping in a tent. When a leopard came to bite me, I can't sleep in a tent anymore. <laughs> we need to have a proper respect for judgment. For God's judgment. Like, be afraid of it. Yeah, so, Paul said in the next verse, where we were, Second, Second um, Corinthians 5. Verse 11, it says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, maybe put just 11 by itself. No, he says, be, he's talking about the judgment that we will come. God will judge us for the things we have done. So he says, Because we know the terror of the Lord, put only verse 11. So that, that uh uh-huh, he says, Knowing therefore, he says, Because we know the terror of the Lord. We persuade men. We talk to men. We try to tell men, be afraid. Terror talks about fear. Because we know the terror of the Lord, like what God is going to do after the judgment. We start to beg men. That's why we came on the street to talk to you. Yeah. That's why we look for you wherever you are. To talk to you. To give you a chance to escape. Because look, don't take it as a joke. God is coming to judge the living and the dead. God is coming to judge us for all our actions. God is coming to judge us for it. Judge us for the things we say. Judge us for the things we do. Judge us for the things that we've been asked to do that we are not doing. God is coming. And when you have a proper respect for it and a proper fear, Bible says, I think second second Corinthians seven. It says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us put away all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. It says, Because of these promises and all these things, let us put away all filthiness, all evil things of the flesh and the spirit. All the evils that are in the flesh and all the evils that are inside of us, let us put it away. And let us practice holiness in the fear of God. The thing that should motivate you, 7-1-1, The thing that should motivate you is fear for God. Yeah, many people, many of us don't fear God. You know, sometimes you are with somebody, the person loves you so much, so you you just feel that it's all love. God is a two-sided God. 
is full of love. The Bible tells us God is love. It's full of love. And he loves us so much. What do you have? So you can check 1 Corinthians. Not 11. 1, 1, verse 1. Verse 1. That's it. Having therefore these promises. You see, in, in 2 Corinthians 6, he makes some promises to them. Do you get it? Then after the promises end, then he starts from verse 1. He says, because of these promises, dearly beloved, let us clean ourselves of all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. And let us perfect holiness. It is, let's practice holiness. What should be your motivation? Fear for God. And I was talking about, I'll finish on this one. I was talking about God as somebody who's loving. Sometimes you are with somebody who's so loving, so nice, so pleasant, that you don't know that the person has another side. Yeah. One day somebody said to, you see that my little girl who sits where in Bali, says, Tuli. Somebody said to Tuli, Bishop doesn't shout at anybody. Bishop doesn't how many of you feel that Bishop shouts at people? Bishop doesn't shout at him. I know him. I live with him. Doesn't shout at anybody. No, no. I'm, I mean, how? He doesn't never. I mean, how can you even think of such? Truly look at the person and say, You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you what? You don't know. <laughs> no, you don't know. <laughs> Look at him and say, You have no idea. You have no idea. And to be honest with you, I don't shout at anybody. No, I don't shout at anybody. I just talk to you. But when I finish talking to you, you will wish that I had shouted at you. Yeah, you will wish that I had shouted at you. You see, we went for some last camp, not to the, I think the last camp we had, there was an issue I was dealing with. That's when Tuli made that statement. There was an issue I was dealing with too. Every break, I'm on her case. Every break. Like, you see me and her sitting on the stage. We are now, I, I will tell you, smile. Yeah, 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 smile. I'll tell you, smile. Everybody's looking at us. So smile. Or else everybody will know that you are in trouble. So smile. Yeah, I'll tell you. Keep smiling. Then I'll wave at somebody. Yeah, smile. Everybody's looking at you. Or else all of them will know what you have done. So keep smiling. Hey! Yes, sir. She wanted the ground to open to, for her to enter. That's how God is. He's full of love. But one day, God will change to his judgment. He, he's, right now, he's where, is he like me? I'm my children's father. Then I'm their pastor. So sometimes I'm moving with them as their father. But sometimes also I'm moving with them. There are times my children, my, when most of the time they call me daddy. But at certain places, they call me bishop. You can't come and daddy here. Yeah, because the thing has changed. Yeah. Do you see? That's how God is. He's full of love, merciful, gracious, everything, long-suffering, kind. But a day will come, he will move to judgment. 
And when he moves to judgment, there's no uh, play, joke. No, no, no. And when your mind is on it, why am I saying this? When your mind is on it, it always affects your behavior. Even people who don't study much, when it gets to exam, studyingly, they start to study. The presence of the exam makes them start to study. The presence of judgment on your mind will always keep you steadfast and keep you on track. Keep you on track. Keep you on track. There will be things trying to pull you to the right and trying to pull you to the left. But because your mind is on judgment, you use every strength that you have to stay on track. Say, no, 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 no. No, it looks nice, but I won't get involved. It looks good, but I won't do it. It feels nice, but I won't do it. Let me stay on track because God is coming one day to judge us. I pray for you that you will have, God will give you a special revelation of his judgment to help you to stay on course. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer as we close. As we close. Father, thank you for everybody here present. Thank you for teaching us how to stay on track and how to be steadfast. We pray in the name of Jesus. Give us a revelation about your judgment and about judgment. Teach us. Teach us. Keep our minds on it, Lord. That we will stay in the right way, Lord. And stay on track in the name of Jesus. I pray for everybody here present, Lord. Anyone who's going through a situation that is taking them off course. Release supernatural strength and grace to them. To help them to come on track in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus mighty name and everybody said amen. amen. Say your nicest amen. amen. Hallelujah. Want to pray this prayer with me? Say dear Lord Jesus I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that you are the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? And you may be seated in the presence of God. Have you learned something today? Wow. Judgment. As for evil, there will always be an opportunity to do evil. We are all being tempted to do what is wrong. But one of the things that will help you to choose the right thing is the fact that you know that although no human being can see me, God can see me and he will come and judge us. It will always give you a, an extra push to do the right thing. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.